Gracious God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can come to it in times of difficulty like this and know that you're giving us guidance uh, and direction by your word. And so I pray that you'd speak to us as I read this text. And I pray, Lord, that you'd speak through me so I can bring your word to your people today. In Jesus' name. Jesus is talking here. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much of of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They, they neither toil, toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink, or what shall we wear, or how long will the queue be at Sainsbury's? Just make sure you're paying attention. For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. So how do we sustain ourselves in this season? How do we make sure that we keep walking with the Lord? And I think one of the biggest challenges that we face right now is not succumbing to the anxiety and the fear that is in our society right now. Uh, it is a great danger. I mean, people are anxious about whether or not they'll get the virus. They're anxious about their jobs. Uh, they're anxious about uh, how the economy is going to recover. They're anxious about what's going to happen to their loved ones. They're anxious about so many different things. And right now, I mean, it's a time of great, incredible anxiety for our world and for our nation. And so, and it's no wonder. But if we are not careful, what will end up happening to us is that we will get sucked in to all this anxiety. It will overcome us and it will debilitate us and make us incapable of doing our jobs, of having relationships, whether they're via Zoom or our telephone or WhatsApp or people in your, in your home. Uh, they will uh, keep you from doing your job, uh, keep you from taking care of yourself. Uh, so it's a real difficult, dangerous time. And on top of all of this, as I've said in a couple of my other talks uh, on uh, this COVID-19 crisis, demons love anxiety. I think demons almost like they like to feed on our anxiety. They certainly like to manipulate anxiety, increase anxiety, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and spread anxiety to as many people as possible. So we really need to sustain ourselves through this season 
very carefully and very intentionally, otherwise uh, we will be overcome. Uh, so how do we do that? Well, we talked, as I said, the first week, and we said you need to worship every day, set apart time every day. Last week we talked about praying continuously, uh, absolutely essential and what that means. Well, today I'm going to talk about three more strategies for you. I, I thought about uh, just doing one a week for about nine weeks, but I realized by the time I got to the end of that, you might be overcome. And so I want to give you as many strategies as possible as we're going through this uh, on the front side of this. So I, I have three more today, and they really flow out of this text from the Summer on the Mount. I mean, we've all know, we all know it. If you've been a Christian for any length of time, uh, you've heard this repeated many different times. Uh, if you're like me, you've probably heard uh, several dozens of sermons on it. Uh, and, and if you're like me, a preacher, you probably preached several dozens of sermons on it. Uh, it's a very, very powerful passage. Uh, and it's powerful because it really does apply to us in all kinds of situations, and especially now. Uh, and I think there's three big strategies that I see coming out of this text that are based partially on this text, but flow from other passages of Scripture as well. Uh, and so I want to go through those one at a time. The first one is what Jesus said here, do not be anxious. We must resist anxiety forcefully and aggressively. You must refuse anxiety from your life. When you be, allow the Holy Spirit to show you every time it crops up, and every time it crops up, you need to take authority over it. You need to say, in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command this anxiety to leave me. And Jesus, I pray that you'd fill me with the peace of your Holy Spirit. And when you hear anxiety in other people, you need to resist that as well. Because anxiety is more contagious than the coronavirus. It's much more contagious. And so when your friend or your loved one starts to express anxiety, then it's important in those moments simply to make some faith declarations. Well, I know that this is an anxious time. It's a time of great uncertainty. But I believe in God's sovereignty. And I know that God has us. He's, got, he's holding us. He's caring for us. He will not abandon us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So we must resist every bit of anxiety from our lives. Do not let it take hold of your life. And frankly, you got to remember as well, anxiety always disguises itself. Most of the time, when we're feeling anxious, we don't even realize it's anxiety. We'll say, well, <clears throat> I'm just concerned about my job. Now, who wouldn't be concerned about their job? It's a big issue right now. But there's a difference between being concerned about your job and doing something about that uh, than being so overly concerned about your job that you're constantly thinking about it, you're constantly worrying about it, you're, you're constantly thinking you're going to lose it, and you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to do, what you're going to do. It's a difficult time, I know, <clears throat> but the first strategy here is we have to resist anxiety forcefully and not allow it to take root in our lives. The second 
uh, strategy here is we need to take responsibility for ourselves and for the controllable aspects of our lives. Take responsibility for ourselves and the controllable aspects of our lives. Jesus is saying here, listen, folks, you can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. You cannot control the future. You cannot control uh, what is going to happen to you. You cannot control whether you're going to come down with a virus. You cannot control uh, what the government is going to do. You can't control what your boss is going to do. You can't control uh, what uh, Boris Johnson's going to do. You can't control anything, any of those things. So don't sweat it. Instead, we need to take responsibility for the things we can control and those controllable aspects of our lives. Uh, for example, in the Bible, self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so we all, as Christians, have the ability by the Holy Spirit living within us to control ourselves. We can control whether we let anxiety step forward into our lives. We can control whether we choose to worship daily, whether we pray continuously. We can control uh, our times for devotions. We can control how we react or how we respond uh, to our loved one uh, if they're annoying us right now or the kids if they're annoying us right now. Uh, we can control ourselves. And so we need to take responsibility for ourselves and control ourselves. You know, so often what happens is we get upset and we say, well, my boss has made me mad. The government's made me mad. The government's all messed all this up. And so now I can't do anything about it. And all of those kinds of things are lies. You can control that. You can't control whether or not you get angry, but you can certainly control what you do with it. When I get angry, I try to control that by praying for the people I'm angry with. Praying for the situation I feel angry about. There are so many things that we can control in our lives, and we need to control these things in our lives. We can't control tomorrow, but we can control what we do, how we think, and how we respond today. And we need to do that. That's what Jesus was saying here, saying, don't worry about your food. Don't, don't worry about what's going to happen in the future. Every day has enough trouble on its own. Don't pile up all the days of the future onto today, but deal with each day as it comes, day by day, <clears throat> step by step. So take responsibility for yourself and the controllable parts of your life. Take responsibility and take appropriate action. Take responsibility and do good things. Take responsibility and choose to think good thoughts. Take responsibility and choose to focus on God. Take responsibility and seek God's loving rulership. Seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. That's what Jesus is talking about here. Righteousness has to do with having right relationships with the people around us. Having a right relationship with God and having a right relationship with others. So do that. Take responsibility for yourself and say, I'm going to have right relationships insofar as I can. Insofar as it depends on me, I'm going to do that. And then there's a third strategy that really flows out of this, this passage. 
and that is seek God-centered meaning and understanding for what's happening, for what you're going through. Seek to get God's perspective on the global situation. Seek to understand what is happening, uh, not from this human-centered uh, perspective that the world is falling apart around us, but from God's perspective. You know, for example, we know that God is sovereign. That's what Jesus is saying here. You know, think about how God clothes the lilies of the field or take, feeds the birds of the air. Know that he's sovereign. He's in control. So as you look at the situation, start to look and see what, where God's sovereignty is. Focus on God's sovereignty, the fact that God is in control. Look at things through the lens of Scripture. Through the lens of Scripture, I look at this situation, for example, and, and I see that God is not the one who sent this pandemic. Now, the day will come, the Scripture is very clear, that in the end times, there will be times when God brings judgment and things like pandemics will be part of that judgment, but this today is not that day. So looking through the lens of Scripture, I say, okay, what's the source of this? If it's not God, then is it the devil? And I say, well, no, it's not the devil. Uh, Satan is not quite that creative. Uh, but I do see human sinfulness involved in this whole situation. I've mentioned that before, the, the sinfulness of the Chinese government and not reporting things, of, of keeping it disguised and hidden for so long, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, I won't rehash all of that. But it's looking through the lens of Scripture. It begins to help me to understand what is happening. And then being locked in. Uh, what's God's perspective on that? Well, sometimes Jesus came away and spent time on his own. And so some of this uh, need for social distancing or isolation uh, can be a healthy thing for us, drawing us to focus more deeply on the Lord. Seeking God's kingdom here, uh, God's perspective, also means saying, okay, God, I'm st stuck in a sense, but what kind of good things can I do? How can I advance your kingdom in a miserable situation? Getting God's perspective on this helps to reassure me that no matter what, God is walking with me through this. Uh, so if I get COVID-19, my life's in God's hands. So I'm not going to panic about that. I don't think I will get it. I hope I won't get it. But if I do, I know that God is in charge of my life. And no matter what happens, God will work in that situation to bring about good. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that we can begin to look at what we're going through, look at what's happening, and seek to get God's perspective. Seek to get an understanding based on the Scripture, based on the kingdom of God, for what's happening and how we can walk through it. Now, if we begin to add these three strategies, and by the way, all of the strategies that I'm talking about in this series are absolutely essential. Uh, yeah, you might say that worship is the most important one and praying continually, that's part of it. But if you're worshiping and you're praying, but you're not resisting anxiety, you're going to fail. You will not be able to sustain. Uh, if you're worshiping and you're praying uh, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, you're re resisting anxiety, but you're not really taking responsibility for yourself, doing what you need to do, uh, keeping a, a tight rein on your thoughts, your attitudes, the way you communicate, 
then you won't be able to sustain. If you worship and you pray and you resist anxiety and uh, you take responsibility for yourself, but you fail to seek after God's purposes and meanings and what, what, what God is doing here and get God's perspective, it's going to be very difficult for you to sustain. So all of these things connect together and all of these things are very, very important as strategies for us to sustain through this season. And remember, sustaining is more than surviving. Surviving, you can survive and just barely get through it. Sustaining is keeping a vibrant faith, keeping a vibrant walk with Jesus, keeping a vibrant life in the Lord, keeping strong relationships, keeping your love for other people, the grace of God in your life. Sustaining is about all these things and coming out on the other side of this season stronger and more effective and having grown in your walk with Jesus Christ. That's what sustaining is all about. And as we implement these strategies, and the good news, by the way, here, as with all these things, we don't do it alone. We all have the Holy Spirit living inside of us who empowers us to sustain. We all have the grace of God upon our lives that helps us to get up when we fall. We all have Jesus and who we are in Christ. We have all of these things and all of these things, our identity in Christ, the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, the reality of God's word, all of these things and more combine with these strategies to empower us and enable us to sustain. And I believe we all can do it. Father God, thank you so much that you've given us your word and given us strategies and ideas in your word that will help us to sustain through this difficult season. I pray, Lord, for all of us as we gather, we'd implement these strategies every day and see real growth and strength come because of them. We love you and praise you and thank you for all of this. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Now we're going to go back into the time of worship. And like we did last week, we'll follow that pattern where we'll have a, a, song, or, uh, a song or two and then a time of prayer. Uh, I think the first time of prayer is about COVID-19. Uh, we'll have a song or two and have a time to listen for the Lord. Uh, maybe get God's perspective on something you're going through. Uh, another time of prayer later on for praying for people who don't know Jesus and for an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. And finally, an open time of prayer uh, for anything uh, that's on your heart or your mind that you'd like to pray for. Or if you want to put up a prayer request uh, during any of this time, you can do so using the chat feature in Zoom so that other people will see the requests that you're lifting up. And we'll be able to join you uh, and pray uh, along through these things. Uh, so let's go before the Lord in worship now.